We just trying to close up the wealth gap. Get to this generational wealth, bet that. We gon' lift off like a jetpack. Time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host. Naja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. And welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time. One day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Nigel Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at everything, everything around you. Because ladies and gentlemen, what I do know is it matters. Today is June 22nd, 2023. And what a great, incredible day it is. I have some Cryptopian celebrities whose birthdays are today, and we're going to go over those in just a few minutes. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, I have had some experiences over the last 24 hours that I want to share with you today. And I also have had uh, some things that we need to talk about, some housekeeping that we need to do as it relates to the cryptocurrency space. So first and foremost, I'm going to go over the quote. The quote is, the new dawn booms as we free it. For there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. And ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you that we are brave enough to be it. So there have just been so many talks about the central bank digital currency there has been a lot of talks about the Fed Now program. Uh, yesterday, I had the privilege uh, to sit down and actually have a conversation uh, with a couple of different individuals. And I'm going to tell you, uh, there is a young lady who's running for California lieutenant governor. And uh, yesterday, I had an opportunity to go to one of her, her fundraisers and talk to her and just really get her take and her feel on where she thought cryptocurrency was going for the state of California specifically, because, you know, California can be its own economy if we wanted to. But uh, having a talk with her really kind of opened my eyes as to what, uh, you know, the government is feeling those individuals that are running for Congress, if they're scared of Bitcoin, all of those things. And so uh, when, I, when I told her who I was and kind of what I was doing in the space, she had a kind of a blank stare on her face. She was kind of scared. Uh, and so I asked her what her reserve was. And basically she said that she has been watching uh, the news and listening to individuals that have been sharing the fact that uh, Bitcoin was being used by criminals and thieves. And so that has been the perception that she has always had. 
She said that's the perception that she still has because she can't really understand. And, by the way, she called people on Wall Street thieves as well. But she said she can't understand why uh, everyone is so gung-ho about this thing called Bitcoin when every sort of money needs to be controlled by the government. And she says in her mind she felt as though all monies needed to be controlled by the government, that the government uh, is suited to deal with the consumers because there are so many scams out there and so many different things that uh, we need to know as consumers. And she just felt like the government was better at the money thing than just regular everyday people. And so uh, I know that her sentiments are some that are seen by a lot of individuals. Uh, and the reason why the government is best suited to handle people's money is because they didn't teach us much about money. So they left it. And, and I really feel that that was done very intentional, that they don't teach us about money in school. They don't teach us how to budget. They don't teach us. There's a lot of things that they don't teach us. Now, they may teach us how to look at somebody else's documentation and show them what they need to do because they are always coming at it from the perspective of us working as an accountant, being in an accountant firm or things of that sort. But they don't talk about uh, personal finances and budgeting and the things that you need to be doing to save and invest and what type of investment vehicles. And, in fact, uh, there are very few households where the parents teach and get their kids involved in those conversations. And so uh, that's really the way we were raised. That was the way the system has been raised uh, has been raising us from kindergarten to 12th grade. Now, when you get to college, there's a different perspective. But I know that zero through 12th grade, there was very little, if any, talk about money, finances, investing, and things of that sort. And I tell the story all the time about uh, being bused from South Central Los Angeles Watts into Northridge to go to school and just asking one of the other children what their parents did. And they told me that their parents were in the security business. And I thought the security was the security guard for the longest until I really found out that the father was a stockbroker and did some other things. And they had a absolutely fantastic home. And uh, so early on, I started hearing these terms and wondering why nobody was teaching us about these things. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we continue to understand money, as we continue to change our mindset, as we continue to move, push forward, because I know there's a lot of people that probably think like Miss Fiona Ma. I don't even think I said her name, but again, she's running for California Lieutenant Governor. And um, basically, she just says, you know, I need a private session to sit down with you to learn about the essentials of Bitcoin, the essentials of cryptocurrency, just what this thing is all about and why you all feel that it's valuable. And then there was one more conversation that I had at that event that I'm going to share with you all. But what we're going to do is when we come forward, we're going to continue this conversation because it was very interesting. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's do our Cryptopian celebrity birthdays really quickly. Uh, we have Kathy Lucas of Fayetteville, North Carolina. We have Marsha Hall, and she is from Chicago, Illinois. 
and we also have Victor Garcia of Houston, Texas. We have Dexter Cole of Atlanta, Georgia. We have Latanya Woods from Alfred, Georgia, and we have Sharon Whitfield from Odessa, Texas. To each and every one of you this June 22nd, 2023, I want to say that I hope today that your birthday is filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and understanding you deserve on this day. And ladies and gentlemen, if you need a shout-out or if you would like a shout-out for your birthday because you are my Cryptopian celebrity, please send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424 424- Three one seven seven three seven three, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, at this event that I was at yesterday, of course, uh, Bitcoin was all the talk because it is thirty thousand uh, was thirty thousand dollars yesterday. And uh, when we when we go into uh, what we call bull markets, bull b u l l, when there is a bull market, then everybody wants to be talking about and getting involved in Bitcoin. And I have to say to you, because we're going to go through these cycles again and again and again until next year when the halving comes. These cycles are going to go up. They're going to go down. And when I say that they're down, I'm elated because that means they were able to buy more Satoshi. But when the price of Bitcoin starts to go up, everybody starts to turn their head. And then they try to get in when it's high instead of when it's low. And so I want us to always be in the mindset about buying low. Not necessarily selling high, but buying low, because I don't feel like right now is the time for us to sell anything. But that's where we are, where we're in a bull market. So the whole conversation yesterday in this place where I was for this uh, individual that was running for lieutenant governor of California, everybody was talking about, hey, that's the Bitcoin lady, the lady who is uh, needing to teach us about Bitcoin. And so... I ran into a gentleman that was a banker. And ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not calling the gentleman selfish. The banking in- industry, though, itself is selfish, very selfish. And when I was talking to this gentleman, he was telling me that the reason why he could not get with Bitcoin whatsoever is because he's not able to leverage it. And I need you to hear me. And he was adamant about his ability to be able to leverage any money that he gets from the bank. And you know what leverage is? That is using your money or using anybody else's money other than his to make money on his own. Now, granted, that is good for him, but it's not good for those of us who are putting our monies and our trust in the banks and the banks are taking it and making a lion's share of money and leaving us without anything. And so as I talk to this gentleman, I understood just how serious he was about not wanting anything that we're doing right now to go digital. And he wasn't even talking about just Bitcoin. He was talking about the central bank digital currency. He is fighting against having a central bank digital currency. He's fighting against Bitcoin. But the main reason is because they want money to stay the same because they have been making so much money. And so I asked the gentleman in a nice way without, you know, trying to count his pockets or his dollar. I said, do you mind telling me how much money you make a month? And he said, on average, me leveraging money that people put in the bank through 
the banking the banking uh companies that he works for. He works for several. He named some of the most affluential banks out there. But basically, ladies and gentlemen, the young man told me he makes about sixty thousand dollars a month. A month. And we can't get sixty cent a month for the money that we have in the bank. Sixty thousand dollars a month. And we are fighting and arguing and kicking and screaming to give people our money to hold so that they can do whatever they want to do with it or what they know how to do best, which is create more debt. Because the more debt they create, the more money they make. And this whole system, this entire country is built on the backs of those of us who are getting into debt with credit. Now, uh, on the other hand, there is a big push right now to use other people's money. If you're buying a house, if you're buying a, a, a piece of vacant land, if you're trying to build, if you're trying to do some of these things, yes, you need to use other people's money. But what is happening when they're using your money and not giving you anything in return? So, yes, you have to be diversified. We have to have monies in different places. But you do not have to leave your money in a place that does not pay you to have it there. And at the end of the year, they give you nothing back and say thank you very much for your Whatever it is you've done for us, in fact, some of the banks even charge you monthly to do something with your money. And so as he and I had this conversation, he said, I would be 100% for Bitcoin if you could tell me how to leverage it. How can I make money off of people's Bitcoin? And the only way that people can make money off your Bitcoin right now is if they if they custody it for you. Which brings me to my next comment. A lot of you got an email from the Black Wall Street. The Black Wall Street Wallet, uh, who also was a sponsor of this show very early on, who I also, who, that company is actually owned by Hill Harper, um, the Black Wall Street Wallet. And I came on as an advisor, as a co-founder, so I'll make sure that we're very transparent in that. And you all may have received an email yesterday that I was not privy to helping them to redirect that email before they actually sent it out. Because that email is actually telling you all, if you're on Black Wall Street Wallet, to transfer your Bitcoin from the Black Wall Street Wallet to Coinbase. That is the wrong thing to do. And I am not ashamed. I am not going to be quiet about it. I actually called both the president and CEO of uh, the Black Wall Street, as well as Hill Harper, to share my uh, disheartened uh, concern that they were pushing people over Coinbase. And the reason why they said they, the gentleman who's the president wanted everybody to go over to Coinbase is because it's publicly traded. Now, again, I'm going to give it to you straight, no chaser. It is my guess that, first of all, uh, he's not knowing Coinbase's history, and so he didn't think that there was anything wrong with it. He now knows Coinbase's history and wishes he hadn't done it. But one of the other things that I'm alluding to is the fact that there are people that push you to platforms that they have a vested interest in. And because he said to me that it was public, a public company, that led me to believe that he has stock in Coinbase. And so any of you that are transferring over to Coinbase, he benefits by having stock there, even if it's just a little bit. 
And so what I'm going to say to you, what's good for somebody else's pocket is not good for yours. We are talking about self-sovereignty, ladies and gentlemen, in this space. Self-sovereignty always. Coinbase is not the place that you need to transfer your Bitcoin to from the Black Wall Street wallet, from, from Binance, from Kraken, from Gemini, from anywhere. You should not be going into a custodial wallet. The ethos of Bitcoin and the power of Bitcoin and how we are going to get on the other side of money and how we are going to close this wealth gap is owning our own Bitcoin, holding our own Bitcoin, and controlling our own Bitcoin, point blank, period. So if you ask me what you need to do, you need to go from all of these platforms that you're on right now to either a um, Edge wallet, or you can go to a Exodus wallet. That's a warm wallet. And some of you are new to listening in to what a warm wallet is. So I'm going to take a second and tell you what that is. A warm wallet is a app that is on your cell phone that is halfway online, but it's halfway offline. But this is the first time in your cryptocurrency uh, life that you will be considered to be partly self-sovereign. And that's because it gives you access to your private keys. If you do not have your private keys and you have a wallet, you are not doing the correct thing because somebody else owns your Bitcoin. Do not go from Black Wall Street wallet to Coinbase. That is backwards and is absolutely ridiculous. And I hate that they sent that out. What you, again, need to do is go from any of these platforms into initially without having to spend any money because a phone app is free, the Edge wallet and the Exodus wallet. Those are warm wallets. When you want to get into a cold storage wallet, it is 100% offline. It is an actual physical device that you have to buy. So somebody might ask, why didn't you just tell us to buy the Ledger or the Trezor or one of these uh, things first? It's because a lot of people are dealing with not having initial money in the first place. So I don't want you to go out and spend money when you can do pretty much the same job. You can do a better job with an actual device that you bought, but you can do the same job with either the trust, um, the, the um, Edge wallet or with the Exodus wallet. Those are warm wallets. Again, software on your cell phone, Trezor, Ledger, hardware that you actually purchase that is offline and you uh, have access to your own private keys with that. So ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, just part of what I am wanting to share about the Black Wall Street letter that came out yesterday. I also wanted, because it went out specifically to our community. And so I really want to say to each and every one of you, if you are afraid to make that transfer, if you feel like you might lose your Bitcoin or you don't know what you're doing, there's a couple of things that are going to happen. Because of the fact that I was talking to everybody about dollar cost averaging $6 a day, I'm going to always stand behind what I do. So what I will be offering is to help those of you who need additional assistance getting from the Black Wall Street wallet into the Edge wallet or into the Exodus wallet. Again, you can download it on your phone but I can help show you how to transfer from that platform to the next platform. For those of you who want to have an actual physical device and already have your ledger in hand 
and maybe you don't know how to transfer from the Black Wall Street to your ledger, I am doing a ledger in me one, two, three this weekend, this Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday. And you can register if you're out of town, you can register online and I will be via Zoom. If you need to be in person and you need me to be hands on, I have no problem with doing that. But you need to reach out to us at 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And I am here to assist you to do what you need to do. Uh, I am very, very much aware of uh, most of the platforms, what has happened on many of the platforms, and why it's imperative, ladies and gentlemen, that you own your own. And I am going to repeat, uh, Coinbase is not the right place for you and your coin. Even though you're grown, even though you can do what you want to do, I'm going to say again, because we have some new listeners, that Coinbase, first and foremost, aside of being a custodian of your Bitcoin, has a problem. The CEO has a problem with black folks and women. So first and foremost, black folks had a big problem that worked for him during the George Floyd incident. You can go back and you can look at Coinbase's treatment of their black employees. That is a real thing. That is not speculation. We were hands-on, boots on the ground, trying to get to the bottom of some of the things that were happening. So this is nothing that I'm just making up, nothing that I heard. I know where Brian Armstrong stands as it relates to us as African-Americans or blacks in this space. And I also know uh, how he feels about our social justice issues. He could care less. So we don't have to patronize people like that. And I won't patronize people like that. And I am praying that you take the, the, you take the stance that you don't, um, deal with and participate with people in this particular space who treat us like that. You have options. You can go to other platforms and you can buy from other platforms. The next question was, well, if all of these places are closing down, where can you buy Bitcoin? Ladies and gentlemen, you can still buy Bitcoin from CB Plug. We'd be more than happy to assist you. You can buy that Cash App. You can uh, you can get your Bitcoin on Cash App. Now, there's some different stipulations with Cash App, but you still have Cash App as an off option. You do not buy from Bimmo, PayPal, SoFi, Robinhood. Uh, those are the places you do not buy. I'm going to repeat that again. SoFi, Venmo, PayPal, Robinhood, Coinbase. Uh, those are not the places that you buy. They take advantage of our community, and they do, uh, they're do. they doing a, a very good job. And the price of their Bitcoin is extremely high. And their fees, are a lot of their fees are hidden. So just be careful as you're out there shopping in at, at trying to figure out where to buy your Bitcoin how to buy your Bitcoin and all of those things. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, we are stepping up to the plate to help you zip up your spaceship as we go to the moon. We have classes available to help you transfer your Bitcoin from one place to the next. If you don't have time to take a class or you don't have time to send a text message, you can always go to YouTube. There are people on there that will also show you how to move from one platform to the next. It is critically important that you do so. The latest update is if you wait till after July 1st, there's still going to be some hope because there's a company that's taking over for the company that did the custodianship for uh, Prime Trust, which is the outfit that the Black Wall Street used. 
So we're going to always be able to access our Bitcoin, but not for long. So we're going to move expedited, expeditiously. I will help you. I'm here for it. I thank you and I appreciate you all for following through that journey. Hopefully you have made a couple of bucks just from doing that based on what we see Bitcoin is right now. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after news, sports and traffic, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome forward, welcome forward. It is time for our market update. So, ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin today is at $30,117. It is down in the last hour, 0.02%. In the last 24 hours, it is up 0.21%. In the last seven days, it is up 19%. Now, someone asked me, should I be taking my profit? Should I be pulling from the money that I have made in the cryptocurrency space thus far? If you've made some money... Uh, Some people, I have somebody that I know that made $15,000 in the last uh, week, and that's because they purchased three Bitcoin. And so it went up from 25 to 30, and they're wanting to know if they should be pulling their profit. I will say to each and every one of you, uh, I personally, again, am not a financial advisor on purpose, but I personally do not feel as if. Bitcoin has reached its full potential, period. I feel that we've got another five years before it's going to reach its potential. And I, too, am somebody who, at the beginning, took some profit. I took some profit, but now to have to purchase it back where I could have, and I and I did some things maybe that I could have done some other type of way, but taking the profit from the Bitcoin was something that I absolutely did. You can do that. Now, will you have to pay taxes on that? The answer is yes. If you wanted, if that person wanted to take their fifteen thousand dollars profit, they would be paying taxes on the fifteen thousand capital gain because they got that within a week's period of time. Now, if uh, you're to hold on to that Bitcoin, let's just say that that person decided to not cash out the fifteen thousand, hold on to their three Bitcoin, and later down the line. Uh, they want to take a loan against it or something of that sort, they would not be taxed on that. And you would also have a different tax uh, law that would be uh, pointed your direction because you had it longer than a year and a day. And so there's just different things that you need to know about your specific tax bracket. Uh, there's different things that you need to know about uh, when those taxes are going to be due just based on when you're pulling them out, the company that you're pulling them out, the Bitcoin out from will be sending you a 1099 or something of that sort at the end of the year or whatever they send you uh, based on how much you've actually pulled out. All of those things are things that you have to be thinking about. But my biggest thing that I'm thinking about is the Bitcoin that I cashed out of and the Bitcoin that I sold would be worth so more to so much more today and I just held on to it. And so we're just constantly looking at uh, really what the end result is. And I would suggest you look at a day for retirement, a year. 
I have a specific year that no matter what, I am retiring. And I have that year. I say it in my head. I look at it every single day. And that's, that's the time frame. And so I'm looking at this as what will I have at that period of time? And what will Bitcoin be worth at that period of time? Not necessarily today, because I'm not concerned with right now. I'm not in the uh, doing this for the right now, the pay the bills right now. I'm doing this for long term, family generational wealth. And so I'm really hoping that you all are understanding that and listening to that uh, as you continue to stack your Satoshi. Ethereum, ladies and gentlemen, is at $1,885 right now. In the last hour, it's up 0.04%. In the last 24 hours, it's up 0.15%. And in the last seven days, it's up 13.73%. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, there are tons of cryptocurrencies that are all green right now. Some of them are green for the last seven days. They've got some percentage rates that are working as well, including some of the meme coins that we tell you all to stay away from. And the bottom line to this is uh, we've got to be careful because when Bitcoin pumps, other cryptocurrencies pump. Not to say that the other cryptocurrencies are not going to be around, but please make sure that you're doing your due diligence, that you're going to places like CoinMarketCap and taking a look at who uh, is behind the project. You're going into CoinMarketCap and clicking on the actual coin that you're purchasing and find out all about it, what it's supposed to do. Has it done what it said it was going to do? Has it done it in the time frame that the people said it was going to do it in? Bitcoin has not missed the beat, ladies and gentlemen. Every single thing that the developers said it was going to do, it has done. Every single time, the 210th block, it does a halving. The halving is coming up in 2024. Every four years, it does a halving. Right now, every 10 minutes, there's 6.25 Bitcoin that are being produced. Next year, which is 2024, it's going to lower down to 3.12 Bitcoin every 10 minutes. And then four years after that, it's going to cut that three into 1.75 or something like that that is going to be created every 10 minutes, which is creating scarcity. You don't have to worry about anybody burning any coins with Bitcoin because it creates its own scarcity. But also, there are people that are losing their passwords and their seed words, and, and they can't get back access to their Bitcoin. So in essence, that's less Bitcoin that's on the market. And as you see, every country, every ETF, everybody that is smart in this space is doing something around Bitcoin, not necessarily the altcoin. So, again, success leaves clues. I hope that you all are getting these clues as you are learning exactly what is going on. I wanted to bring some of your attention to Tether. I'm going to tell you all that have Tether, please go and read about your Tether. Please find out about your Tether not being uh, pegged to the dollar or not being backed by the dollar, whatever it is you think. Because I've heard so many people say pegged or backed by. Please go and do your research about Tether. Tether is uh, T-E-T-H-E-R. It's usually the second or third, excuse me, the third coin on CoinMarketCap. And it always actually mimics the dollar, the U.S. dollar. But the U.S. dollar is not a dollar, but Tether is going for a dollar. And so that lets us know that something has changed in the Tether space. So that's something that you need to go and take a look at. 
Do your due diligence, ladies and gentlemen. Don't just take other people's word for it. Go in, read a couple articles, and find out exactly what's happening with the uh, decoupling of Tether and the U.S. dollar or whatever it's doing because it's important. I don't trade in Tether. I never have. I don't think I've ever even owned any Tether because if I was going to own Tether, I might as well own the U.S. dollar and just keep the U.S. dollar in play. And that was something that I didn't choose to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. We are going to uh, literally just, I'm going to be uh, making sure that I am sharing just a couple of the things that people are saying or feeling as it relates to um, the new wave of money that's going to be coming into the Bitcoin space and why us being ahead of the crypto curve and understanding that Bitcoin in our portfolio is important is a good thing because it's going to benefit us later. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the cryptocurrency conversation really quick as it meets the banks. And I'm going to say this because research has been done. I've looked at some numbers and I've also shared some of the sentiments of some of the economists that are looking at what is going on right now with what BlackRock did. I talked to you all sometime last year about the power that BlackRock had in the financial sector. And the reason I feel so good, ladies and gentlemen, about the Bitcoin that we are continuing to buy, the Bitcoin that we are continuing to stack, the Bitcoin that we are holding, is because when these companies, when institutions come into the space and they're buying up so much Bitcoin, it doesn't leave enough Bitcoin for a lot of other people, uh, regular everyday people, we're going to have the asset that people actually are going to need. And so I'm excited about that. But what some of the major banks are bracing themselves for, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact that approximately 15 trillion, with a T, 15 trillion dollars, they believe, in the next 12 months will leave the banks and come into the Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space. Now, you may be on the receiving end of some of that if you choose at some time to sell your Bitcoin. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, if they are expecting $15 trillion to come into the Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, Cardano, Dogecoin, Tron, Solano, Polygon, Spaces, they're expecting for these markets in the cryptocurrency space to go sky high more than they've ever been before because they still have not built up the trust of the American people. And so in my research with this $15 trillion that they're saying, uh, that is what's beginning to make the price jump. And if this $15 trillion comes out and comes into this space, you can believe that we're going to see more than $30,000. We're going to see more than $40,000. We're going to see more than $50,000. And for some of you, that may just be what you need to go ahead and cash that out. But alongside BlackRock's $10 trillion that they're putting in, 15 trillion, which is 25 trillion with the T coming into the space, is going to be major. Major, major, major. 
Uh, and there are a lot of subsidiaries of these major banks that are revealing that 96% of their professional investors uh, are managing almost $5 trillion and they are keen to invest in the cryptocurrency space. Who's ahead of that? We are. Again, the more we stack, the more we hold, the more we understand what we are actually having in our possession is key. It is critical and it is key. And I'm excited. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for you. But what we are finding out, ladies and gentlemen, through our comprehensive study, it reveals that the majority of the institutional investors that were surveyed saw a clear role for digital assets in the investment management landscape, and they believe that they can bring such greater diversification to their portfolios. I have been saying to us, saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, to add Bitcoin to your portfolio. This might be the time, instead of doing $6, to do $12. This may be the time to do $7 instead of $6. Whatever your pockets can afford to lose and what you have allotted to the cryptocurrency space or to the Bitcoin space, please know that these are the greatest times to do it in. Uh, when there are things like uh, the BlackRock ETF that are on their way, when there are things like the interest rate pausing so that the financial sector can get themselves together. Because when they come up out of this pause, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to have to do data analysis. And if their data is not adding up, if the bank's data is not adding up, they're going to have people fleeing from the banks. People are going to be looking for safe places to put their money, and they're going to be coming into this cryptocurrency space. And all we have to do is be patient and wait. I am looking at my retirement year, uh, and I'm just going to tell you that retirement year is not too far away from right now. And, uh, you know, I got about seven more years, I'll say it that way, to really stack all that I need to stack. And Satoshi's is what I am planning on stacking in this digital space. In the hard money space, I'm stacking my gold. I'm stacking my properties. In the uh, bail asset space, I'm stacking my trust. I'm doing the things that I need to do. In the old money space, it's not a whole lot of things that I am. Uh, that's our legacy assets. It's not a whole lot of things over there that I'm stacking uh, because I've figured out how to get out of those things and leverage them with things that are doing better for me. But I know a lot of you are in those legacies. 401ks, annuities. I definitely have my life insurance. I definitely have my long-term insurance. I definitely have my index universal life. I have all the things that I not also have my burial. All of those things are legacy assets. You need to have all those things in place as well. And so again, as we continue to talk about the four stools to your retirement, you need to understand that digital assets is just a small part of that. And once you get into the digital assets, how do you diversify from there? I am all for holding on to my own stuff. And that is why earlier in the show, I am talking about not utilizing uh, Coinbase to make that happen for you and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, we have definitely got some learning to do. I am going to delve just a little bit more into this. But as we look at these different data points, as we look at these different statistics, as we look at these surveys, and we see that money is going to be coming in the space, why not be ahead of it and own some of that which people are going to need but will not have direct access to 
but you'll have it because you've already done so before rules and regulations and some of these things hinder or hamper or slow down people from being able to put monies in this space. Maybe, you know, the government may come along and say, you know what, you can only have Bitcoin if you are an accredited investor, but they have to grandfather those of us that are already in the space in it. And so we're going to be at an advantage. I really feel that they're not going to do that, but if they did, we would be at an advantage. Uh, we'd be holding something that everybody else would be wanting to be in, in possession of. With that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 15. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. We're unapologetically progressive and we don't black down. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So our homework for the day and for tomorrow, there's a couple of things. Uh, if you haven't already done so, please download an Edge wallet, E-D-G-E, or you can download a Exodus wallet, E-X-X-O-D-U-S, uh, Exodus wallet. Either one of those are sufficient. They're free. Haven't had any instance over the last, I don't know, seven years where somebody's lost any Bitcoin or anything from either one of those wallets. Um, but this weekend, we will definitely be having a Ledger and Me 123. We're going to do that on Sunday. We're also going to do a Crypto Essentials on Sunday. If you're interested, you or any family member or friend or anybody who's interested in attending, please send a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424 424- Three one seven seven three seven three. That is what you need to do on that front. If you are headed out this weekend to the Inglewood Music Fest, and you can show me that you have downloaded the KBA KBLA app already, and that you're a listener of Ahead of the Crypto Curve, I have a treat for you. So you will see me at the actual event in Inglewood, and I have a treat for you if you downloaded the KBLA app. Uh, for those of you who show me that you're downloading and that you're a listener and you make it known that you heard me say, I have a treat for you. I have something special for you. I will be out and about while you are in line coming into the festival. Uh, please, ladies and gentlemen, have your friends and family to download the KBLA app. Again, we have something special for them, but only for my listeners do I have something in addition to that. And so uh, we are. Uh, just really excited about spreading the word about what we're doing, about the information that we're sharing as it relates to money in our community. We know that it's helpful. We are seeing people win. I'm excited about you winning as well. I'm excited about all of us winning in this space. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me, your host, Naja Roberts, right here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. You can reach out to me at asknajaroberts at gmail.com. Again, asknajaroberts at gmail.com or 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. Ladies and gentlemen, we are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show, and we are creating Satoshi Millionaires by way of dollar cost averaging every day, every week, every month, whatever you decide to do, one Family at a time, 
one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Nadja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.